Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Well, welcome back for a second installment of Clash of the Craniums. We appreciate you guys coming back to the broadcast. I'm physical therapist, Drew McKay. I'll be your uh, moderator, host. I'll be the guy with the, uh, the crowd sound effects. That's what I bring to the table here. Uh, if you are watching the broadcast live, as we hope you are, let us know where you're watching from. You can do that in the comment section below. Just let us know. Where are you watching from? Where in the world are you? Uh, just drop it in there. We are broadcasting this on live, uh, live on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. The broadcast will, of course, be available for replay. So tell a classmate, a colleague, a friend, an enemy, really anybody that you think could learn from uh, from some anatomy trivia. Uh, the Siskel to my Ebert, the uh, Batman to my Robin. We bring in uh, Matt Kondo. Jimmy, how are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this again. I'm excited. As we see some uh, some people drop it in the comment section where they're from. Anthony is watching live. Uh, I'm sh- uh, Anthony's in, in is he's shouting out where he is from as well. Uh, Kaylee is here. Cassidy from Methodist. That's where uh, Matt is a, uh, a professor. Is there? I'm, I'm I'm expecting the MU presence will be big right there. There needs to be a large MU presence. I would hope there's a large MU presence with, you know, a midterm coming up on Monday. Not that I'm mentioning that again. Oh, now do you do you uh, maybe like give an Easter egg or two of a question maybe coming up on a midterm? I don't I don't know if you might do that. That could be. Oh, like no, I, cr- I crushed the Easter eggs. Oh, no, not at all. Not all right. At all. So uh, so we did this. What was it? A couple months ago? Was it a month ago? Or? It was exactly a month ago. Cool. And we're going to be doing this once a month. And to prove that we uh, we listened to some of your feedback, we actually are extending tonight. Last time we did 10 questions. Uh, tonight we're doing everybody's favorite game when you're nine years old, 20 questions. We're going to do two, uh, two rounds of 10 questions, take a, a short little uh, beverage break in between, and uh, and we'll get to the, uh, the, the second set in the second half of the show. We will be having a running leaderboard throughout. So the questions from uh, from 1 through 20, uh the more correct answers you get and the faster you get them the more points you will actually earn so uw wisconsin university of mary we're seeing dayton we got some dayton flyers oh that's where university of mary is bismarck north dakota i like that so uh keep in mind you can uh, again share this broadcast uh after the fact for people to replay it i know we did that in pt school we made up made up our own quizzes uh and then just kind of played them over and over again that's how you learn all right. So, uh, any uh, any preview of what we're covering tonight? Is there a theme, Matt? Is there something? There is that... a, there is a theme. We're going to yeah. cover axilla. We're going to cover brachial plexus, and we're going to cover the arm and the elbow tonight. All right, arm and elbow, brachial plexus. Everybody's favorite plexus, definitely mine. A classmate, and there's always one of these in every. I feel like in every PT cohort, one of my classmates, Brittany, actually knitted. She was a knitter. And she knitted the brachial plexus actually in different colors of yarn. I didn't go that far. I was more of a dry erase board kind of guy. So I got you beat. Someone right. in my last cohort made a sweet potato casserole that looked yeah. like a brachial plexus. Like I said, there's one in every single cohort that does something weird to remember the, the brachial plexus. All right. So you ready to do this thing? Ready to go. All right. Let's bring it up on the screen. And there we go. So to uh, to play live, 
and to uh, to enter into this. Here's what we need you to do. Follow the instructions on screen. This is if you're playing live. Uh, just head to the website menti.com. That's M-E-N-T-I. Um, do that on your mobile device or maybe open up a different tab or a different window. Some of you are already figuring it out. And use that code there on the screen. That is 7644827. That's 7644827. And pick yourself a nice screen name. We're seeing uh, quite a few of you jump in there already. 33 right now on the broadcast live with us. Much appreciative of that. With some music that sounds like it was from the Love Boat, which we appreciate. Yeah. I was going to say dating game, but Love Boat. Oh, yeah, you're not. You're right. That's more dating game. Let's give it another 15 seconds. Uh, again, that website, menti.com, M-E-N-T-I.com. And use the code 7644827. And the faster you answer, the more points you get. Take a look at your signaling device right now. And first question, how many joints make up the elbow? How many joints make up that elbow? Is it one, two, or three? My anatomy professor, Sky Donovan, said, listen, you all walk in to every anatomy test with a cheat code. You've got a body. So think about it. How many joints make up the elbow? Lock in your answers. Most of you get that one right. And that's right. you got to remember that we have our humeral ulnar joint, we have our humeral radial joint, and we have our radial ulnar joint. So we actually have three joints at the elbow. Perfect. So a answer uh, three is correct. Well done. Let's see the next question. Oh, we got to check the leaderboard. Let's see, let's see yeah, who did what and how fast they did it. Jimmy, I have frozen. Oh, this yeah. happens. This is why we do live, uh, live, exactly. whatever. So here, I'll take it down. You can just, you can play with that in the background. I'll take All right. Thank away. you. This commercial break is brought to you by the brachial plexus, confusing PT students for years. <laughs> Get it now at brachialplexus.org. I do miss the music. We need some nice funky music back there. Yeah. There we go. All right, now we're working. All right, so three joints making up the elbow. We got that. Let's see how uh, our students did and where they are on the leaderboard. And there we go. Again, the faster you answer correctly, the more points you get. And looks like Chelsea is in the lead with the uh, the frog emoji. Hannah Ray and rounding out the podium, Donald Allen. Congratulations. Let's go to question number two. What do we got? Take a look at your uh, your device or your other tab. Which of the following muscles receives innervation from the ulnar nerve? Which of the following muscles receives innervation from the ulnar nerve? Is it flexor digitorum superficialis, flexor digitorum profundus, or flexor carpi radialis? Which one it is? Which one is it from the ulnar nerve? Lock in those answer choices. What do we think about that? We're thinking most of these students are paying attention in class, so congratulations. That's I, exactly like when, what I'm I like when the most of the audience is getting it correct. All right, so uh, right. ulnar nerve, flexor digitorum profundus. Talk about this. So flexor digitorum profundus is going to have a dual innervation, right? It's going to have innervation from the median nerve, and it's going to have innervation from the ulnar nerve as well. So it's really important when you look at your patients, and they can flex digits four and five well, and they can't flex digits two and three, 
probably need to start looking at something like flexor digitorum profundus. Easily an NPTE question, right? Those rule in, rule out issues. And clinically, and clinically, just great clinical uh, decision making in terms of what can and where that might be coming from. All right, let's take a, take a look at the leaderboard and see how things have shaken up. Adding the point totals there. Donald Allen remains in the, uh, the podium. He goes to number two. Cade is uh, is our leader with the, uh, the fastest answer there. And Kaylee, congratulations. You're now on the board. Let's go to question three. Faster you answer correctly. Focus on correct first, not necessarily speed. Which one of the following muscles is a supinator of the elbow? The supinator. Which one? Is it brachialis? Anconius or biceps brachii. Which one? The supinator. Lock it in. Everybody voted. Yeah, I think that one. We're not going to call anybody out, but someone did go for the ultra rare Anconius uh, supinator of the elbow. Talk about that one. So a lot of people um, correlate biceps brachii with an elbow flexor the main elbow flexor is going to be brachialis biceps brachii is a much bigger and more powerful supinator than it is an elbow flexor i was taught this muscle by my anatomy professor as biceps brachii is the wine bottle muscle and you think you're getting that manual cork in there and that's supination 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 it does have some flexion properties though as well right you're exactly right. It does have some flexion properties, and we just discussed this in lecture today that biceps brachii is going to be much more, and I like that example of a wine cork bottle because we discussed brachioradialis as the beer drinking muscle because that's a elbow flexor in mid-pronation. There you go. Perfect. All right. Let's move on and see uh, what we have uh, next. And the leaderboard shapes up. Chelsea comes back quick with that one. I feel like that's going to help her, her totals. Shuffle things up. Cade remains in number one. Chelsea moves back on the podium, and uh, Donald Allen stays there at number three. Let's see what we got up next on Clash of the Craniums. All right, which one of the following pronators is innervated by the anterior interosseous nerve? Is it pronator teres, brachioradialis, and pro or pronator? Quadratus. We are focusing on the axilla, the upper extremity, the uh, the, the, the elbow. Uh, I do like that picture of Rory really using the uh, the fairway wood there. Time's up. Locked in your answer choices. And what do we have here? Twenty five of you going that way. And you are correct. Why'd you put this one on there? Why is it important to know this? Well, it's really important to understand which of the muscles, and there's three muscles that are innervated by the anterior interosseous nerve. One of those muscles is pronator quadratus. The other really big thing to understand is that the anterior interosseous nerve is a motor only nerve, right? So another great NPTE test question, if you have a patient that has pincer grasp weakness or they have motor weakness in the first two digits along with the thumb, but no sensory weakness, right? Or no, uh, no sensory uh, deficit, no numbness, no tingling, things like that. Then you probably need to look at anterior interosseous nerve as being the nerve that's involved. Good, good rule in, good rule out for questions on the NPTE or 
while you're with your patients. Let's see what this uh, that we have coming up next and what it did to the leaderboard. Cade uh, stays in the top three. Donald Allen jumps ahead, and he's even rooting people on from the uh, from the bleachers. So, congratulations there. Let's see what we have uh, up next in terms of questions on here uh, here on Clash of the Craniums. What do we have on the board? All right, Shaq doing his little wiggle. Which one of the following nerves uh, branches from the posterior cord of the brachial plexus? Which one of the following nerves branches from the posterior cord? of the brachial plexus is it lateral pectoral thoracodorsal or musculocutaneous lock in your answers time's up what do we have on the board looking like most of the audience going thoracodorsal and we like that answer all right talk about this one man so posterior cord of the brachial plexus remember that is made up of the posterior divisions off of the roots of the brachial plexus. The three branches that come off of the posterior cord are going to be thoracodorsal, upper subscapular nerve, and lower subscapular nerve. The lateral pectoral is named because it comes off the lateral cord. Musculocutaneous nerve is a terminal branch of the lateral cord. All right, let's see what that did to the, uh, the leaderboard for us today. As we add up the scores, still in round number one, Fella leading the, the way. Cade stays in the top three, and Samantha, with the fastest answer choice, moves into the bronze position. Donald Allen and Chelsea still very close in fourth and fifth, respectively. Let's move on to the next question on Clash of the Craniums. All right, which one of the following muscles is not innervated by the median nerve? One of the following muscles not innervated by the median nerve. Is it pronator teres, flexor carpi radialis, or flexi carpi ulnaris? Lock in your answer choices. And as a Yankee fan, I am deeply offended by the use of the Red Sox gif. And it hurt my feelings. <laughs> what do we have here? Uh, 24 uh, of you going for flexi carpi ulnaris. And 24 of you are paying attention, and you are correct. Yeah, Let's talk about so that one. So flexicarpi ulnaris says what it is, and it is what it says, right? It's my muscle that flexes my wrist, and carpi or carpus means wrist in Latin, and it rides down my ulna. It's also innervated by my ulnar nerve. So if you get confused with these, just kind of think about where they are and think about how my body would efficiently get blood supply and get innervation to those muscles. Well said. All right, let's see what this did to our uh, leaderboard. As we add the point totals up, little shift, Donald coming back up. Fella, Cade, Samantha, Donald Allen, and Wilson round out the top five with uh, Chelsea staying in the top six. Let's move on to our next question here at Clash of the Craniums. And what do we have? A patient complains of a lack of the ability to extend her elbows while using axillary crutches. Which one of the following myotomes is affected? C6, C7, or C8? Patient complains of a lack of ability to extend her elbows while using axillary crutches. Which myotome is affected? C6, 7, or 8? Lock in your answer choices. 
We have 22 of you saying it's C7, and that is correct. How do you remember that one, or how do you teach that one to uh, to stick? So the way I teach students is literally a lot of memorization, and the C7 is going to be elbow extension, right? So if I have a patient that can't use axillary crutches or can't extend elbows, then I'm probably looking at a spinal cord lesion of C7 or above. Well done. All right. Well, 22 of you very paying attention and the rest of you, you, now you know that. And when it comes up on a test or the NPTE, you've got it. Let's take a look at the leaderboard here. Still in the first uh, first round of 10 as we're going with 20 questions tonight on Clash of the Craniums as we add your point totals up. Sabine coming in from Keene University. It looks like Fella, Kate, and Samantha round out the, uh, the podium. Donald and Chelsea and Wilson still in the hunt. Let's move on there. All right. A patient suffers a stab wound to the posterior arm. Which of the following arteries going to blood supply now? Which of the following arteries would be most likely affected? Brachial, brachial profunda, or radial? Is it brachial, brachial profunda, or radial? Stab wound to the posterior arm. Blood supply and arteries lock in your answer choices. What do we have here? Everybody's voted. This one's spread out, but yes. We're seeing that uh, that tall tower there. 15 of you getting that right. Brachial profunda. Why, in, why is this important to include? So this is really important to include in your patients that have humeral shaft fractures or even surgical neck fractures. And the reason is, is because the brachial profunda artery is a branch off of the brachial artery, but it literally is going to ride down the radial groove in the posterior aspect of the humerus with the radial nerve. So if we have a stab wound to the posterior arm, then more than likely the brachial profunda is going to be involved. The brachial artery is going to ride more in the anterior compartment, and the radial artery actually doesn't get named until the brachial artery branches in the elbow, and we have a radial artery and an ulnar artery. All right, let's see what this did to our leaderboard. Still in the first half of the Clash of the Craniums here tonight. We tally your uh, your responses. Looking like Wilson was fastest, tied with Venture. They're fourth and fifth. Samantha, Kate, and Fella round out our leader leaderboard with Fella on top. Let's go and see what we have next on Clash of the Craniums. An injury to the lateral cord of the brachial plexus would cause a deficit in which of the following nerves? Axillary, musculocutaneous, or radial? An injury to the lateral cord of the brachial plexus, I can see you drawing it in your brain, would cause a deficit in which of the following nerves? Everybody's got their answer in. Let's see. We're seeing a giant spike in the middle, and yes. We like when we see that we, uh, a, a good chunk of the audience getting that right with musculocutaneous. Matt, talk about that one. So musculocutaneous nerve, remember, is going to be a terminal branch off the lateral cord of the brachial plexus. The other thing to remember about musculocutaneous nerve is, again, it says what it is. It is what it says. So if a nerve says musculocutaneous, it's probably going to go to muscle and the cutaneous system, i.e. the skin. So the musculocutaneous nerve actually terminates into the lateral brachial cutaneous nerve, right? So you, when you have those patients that have numbness and tingling down the lateral side of their forearm, 
and they have some weakness in muscles like brachialis or biceps brachii, start thinking maybe a musculocutaneous nerve problem. All right, well done. Let's see what this did to our leaderboard as we shuffle it up here. I feel like there's going to be a shake in there. Yeah. Uh, Fella Kate, Samantha Wilson, and Venture remain in our top five. Let's move on to the next question here on Clash of the Craniums. All right, a patient complains of numbness along the lateral and posterior upper arm. Which of the following nerves is most likely the cause? Is it musculocutaneous? Is it radial? Or is it axillary? Which one of those three? Musculocutaneous, radial, or axillary? Numbness along the lateral, posterior, upper arm. Lock in your answer choices. And what do we have here? Decent spread there, looking like a bell. This, I think, might be the first time we've actually had uh, um, the majority get this one wrong, So, which tells us it's difficult, but let's review it so they don't get it wrong a second time. So walk us through this one, man. Absolutely. So lateral and posterior upper arm is going to be innervated by the cutaneous field of the axillary nerve. And if you can kind of see where I'm holding, it's right in that little area just inferior to the surgical neck. Now, posterior arm, going all the way down the posterior arm, that would be the radial nerve. But there's a very small patch around the lateral and posterior upper arm. And just literally, if you wrap your fingers around the surgical neck of the humerus on yourself, that's going to be the cutaneous field of the axillary nerve. All right. We've got the answer for that one. And now you know. And as G.I. Joe used to say, knowing is half the battle. Let's take a look at the leaderboard there. Daniel checking in from UW-Madison as we see Wilson actually climbs his way. I like that. Sorry, I mispronounced that. It's Wilson, Fella, Cade, Samantha, and Donald Allen with Venture rounding out the uh, the top six. Let's move on to the next question on Clash of the Craniums. Remember, the faster you answer, the more points you get. As long as you get it correct, which one of the following arteries, anastomosis, with the radial collateral artery. I like how Matt likes to put words in there that'll make Jimmy sound silly. Brachial recurrent. Is it interosseous recurrent or is it radial recurrent? Lock in your answer choices. I do like the thinking guy on the screen. Trying to do my best thinking guy as we are out of time. And what did our audience say? Radial recurrent getting the most votes. And that is correct. All right, walk us through this one. Why is this important to pay attention to? So this is really important to pay attention to, and you're going to have NPT questions that basically say you have an occlusion of X artery. How does the tissue stay alive, right? Because that's the entire purpose behind the anastomosis system. So the radial recurrent artery is going to anastomose with the radial collateral artery. Okay. So there, I, on my YouTube page, I have a really good drawing of the entire uh, drawing of the elbow and the blood supply, I would highly recommend looking at it. Fantastic. All right, let's see what this did to our leaderboard. 20 of you getting that correct. Pretty good. Adding the scores up, including speed and Wilson remains at the top. Fella, Cade, Samantha, and Venture round out our top five with Kaylee coming back on the board. In the number six position. All right, let's see what we've got up next. I lost count of which uh, which question we're actually on right now. I believe this is, we're just about halfway through. Perfect. Which of the following ligaments 
is it stretched with the valgus stress test, which of the following ligaments is stretched with the valgus stress test. It is the annular ligament. Is it the radial collateral ligament? Or is it the ulnar collateral ligament? Valgus stress test. Do it in your mind and lock in your answer choices. I'm feeling good about this one. 22 of you lock in ulnar collateral. And that is correct. All right. Talk about this one just a little bit. 22 got it. And why why was that the correct answer? So ulnar collateral is the correct answer because a valgus stress is going to stretch or going to put tensile force on all medial structures. The ulnar collateral ligament is going to be a medial structure. So this is the same structure that is torn that requires a Tommy John surgery. So a radial collateral ligament stress test is going to be a varus stress test. The annular ligament is the ligament that holds the radial head in place, which allows for it to spin um, in the radial fossa for supination and pronation. Well done. All right, let's see how this changed things up as I think we're at the halfway mark here. Wilson locking in the uh, clocking the fastest time. It remains at the top of the leaderboard going to five digits there. Cade, Samantha Venture, and the Magical Rhino. Quality, uh, quality screen name there. Uh, rounding out the uh, top five. And I think this marks the, uh, the halfway point here. I clashed the craniums. All right. How's it going so far from your perspective, Matt? This from is where we stopped last time. Um, from my perspective, I think everything is going fine. I think everyone's answering the questions uh, appropriately, and it seems like everyone's been studying their anatomy. So I'd expect nothing less out of them. Yeah, less chatter in the chat, but I think it's because people are very, very focused. And I think we dialed in the right amount of time to let them answer. We, we listened to a lot of the comments saying, hey, there was too much time or not enough time. We dialed that in. We also heard you guys last time say, hey, you know, not enough questions. Uh, let's Let's dig in. Although I have to agree with Kaylee. We're at zero dad jokes. There's not not one dad joke that's come up so far. I feel like at the half we deserve a, at least one dad joke. All right. So so my my students are not going to like this one because they already heard this one. But you know, Jimmy, I I don't like stairs. They're always up to something. Oh. <laughs> I feel like they're right. We, uh, we always need a dad joke. All right. We ready to dig into uh, to the second uh, half of, of this? Absolutely. I'm ready to do this. Let's go back to the uh, the leaderboard. We still got Wilson on top. Cade, Samantha, Venture, Magical Rhino. I'm hearing from Cassidy that the top three, uh, all all MU students. So that's that's got to be feel pretty good. Let's see what we can shake that thing up. Samantha adding in the rim shop with the Badoom Cha. Kaylee has heard that one before. All right. Let's go back to the questions here. Which of the following elbow or elbow flexors is innervated by the radial nerve? Following elbow flexors innervated by the radial nerve. Is it biceps brachii? Is it brachioradialis? Or is it coracobrachialis? Which one of the following elbow flexors? Lock in your answer choices. Brachioradialis did not fool 27 of you. That's got to feel pretty good. All right, talk about this one just for a second. I feel like they got this one. Absolutely. So brachioradialis gets a very small contribution from the C7 portion of the radial nerve. So in a lot of cases, when the musculocutaneous nerve is involved, you still might see a tiny bit of elbow flexion or at least a little bit of activation in brachioradialis. 
Reason being is because it's going to get a C7 contribution from the radial nerve. All right, let's see what this did uh, with 27 of you getting it correct. How fast did you get it to change our leaderboard? And let's see what it did. Uh, locking in the uh, the fastest time is Kaylee. She's going to jump to uh, number five. Venture, Samantha, Cade, and Wilson sits atop the leaderboard as we go into the second half of Clash of the Craniums. Let's move on and see what we have up next on screen. Prepare your signaling devices. And we have a patient suffers a fracture of the radial tuberosity. Which of the following muscles will be affected? Is it biceps brachii, brachialis, or brachioradialis? Fracture of the radial tuberosity, which of the following muscles will be affected? Five seconds left to lock in your answer choices. And that is time. 18 of you going with biceps brachii. And yeah, I feel like we talked about maybe a little bit of this before earlier. Uh, biceps brachii, radial tuberosity, how do those two come together? So biceps brachii, even though the main portion of the distal insertion kind of blends off into this weird aponeurosis thing, there is a portion that attaches directly into the radial tuberosity. So remember with questions like these, this is simply an attachment question, right? So essentially what you're being asked here is where does biceps brachii attach? So biceps brachii is going to attach into the radial tuberosity. Brachialis is going to attach into the ulna tuberosity. And then brachioradialis really doesn't have an attachment at the proximal elbow, or, or I'm sorry, the proximal radius. It has an attachment up at the supracondylar ridge and lateral epicondyle, and then attaches all the way down to the lateral side of the distal radius. All right, let's see what this does for our leaderboard, since 18 of you got it right. How does it shake things up? Wilson coming back strong. I feel like he's like Wilson will remain close. Wilson stays at the top, uh, breaking the 12,000 point mark. Samantha Venture fella and K with the magical rhino rounding out the top six. We will tell people uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching it there, you can watch uh, these live or catch them as we uh, allow you to have the replay as well. All right, let's move on. Next question here for clash of the craniums. All right, what is the structure that divides the anterior and posterior compartments of the arm? Name that structure. Is it the interosseous membrane, the intermedullary line, or the intermuscular septa? As Will Ferrell strokes his beard and looks quizzically into the camera there. All right, lock in your answer choices. Time is up. Divided somewhat. Woo. Intermuscular septa. I'll be honest. I was with the uh, the 12 who was going to say interosseous membrane. I was wrong. So interosseous membrane, technically, if you look at Gray's anatomy, is in the forearm, right? So that is the wow. membrane that attaches my radius and my ulna. In the arm, which is the brachial region, according to Gray's, the intermuscular septa divides the anterior and posterior compartments. So be real careful. I know it's a minute point, but be really, really careful with questions like that on the MPTE because questions like that could literally make or break you. Yeah. All right. So I, I like getting these wrong in a safe space uh, because now you won't be fooled by this again. 
All right, let's see what this did for the uh, the leaderboard. As Daniel is giving us a little bit of heat for not resetting the uh, the points, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have a first half winner next time and a second half winner in case people join late. Maybe Daniel's got a point there. We can reset the points halfway through. We'll work on it, Daniel. That's fair. Uh, looking like uh, Wilson is giving up the uh, that lead of the podium to Samantha Magical Rhino, scratching and clawing as rhinos do with uh, Venture and Fellow rounding out the top five. Let's move on. Next question here on Clash of the Craniums. And what do we have? All right. Which of the following muscles has a dual innervation? Tom Hanks looking quizzical. Is it brachioradialis, biceps brachii, or brachialis? Dual innervation. This is going to be important, and I'm sure Matt's going to tell us why. Faster you lock in your answer choices and get a correct answer, the more points you'll get to climb your way up the leaderboard. All right, time's up. What do we have on this one? Dual innervation looks split, and brachialis with 13 of you getting that one right. All right, walk so, through this one, Matthew. Why did absolutely. 16 So I, I kind of gave you the answer before, right? So I said that brachialis is innervative by the musculocutaneous nerve, but it also has that little C7 contribution. Brachioradialis is going to be innervated by my radial nerve. Biceps brachii is going to be innervated by musculocutaneous nerve. So brachialis is going to be the correct answer here. Perfect. All right, let's see how this shakes things up. I feel like people went, people went all out. All right, Samantha Wilson clocking in that fastest time uh, remains in the silver position. Fella Kaylee and Magical Rhino wrapping up our top five. All right, what do we have next here on Clash of the Craniums? We are also getting a request from Twitter for at least one more dad joke before this is over. Which one of the following elbow flexors is innervated by the radial nerve? Elbow flexor innervated by radial nerve. Brachioradialis. Flexor carpi ulnaris. Or biceps brachii, elbow flexor, radial nerve. Lock in your answer choices. And we have... This one feels like as close to a clean sweep as we've had so far. 27 correctly identifying the brachioradialis. Mac, talk about this one. Absolutely. So this actually carries on to the last question we just had. So brachioradialis is going to be innervated by the radial nerve. It is an elbow flexor. The big thing to remember about brachioradialis, even though it is a forearm muscle, it's not going to have any action at the wrist because of its attachment on the lateral side of the distal radius. So very important to remember. All right. Taking a look at the leaderboard and how this shakes things up and what it did. The points. As we're getting a shout out to Keene University here. Remember, you can you can comment. We had a lot more. I feel like we had a lot more chatter on the comments last time. Samantha Wilson, fella, Kaylee, and Magical Rhino in our top five. Let's see what we got next on Clash of the Craniums. Is that chat still alive? You still got you guys still out there? I think you are. I think they're just so focused on the questions. All right, which of the following words means to split into two? I know this one, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, is the answer trunk? Is the answer bifurcate or is the answer common? Word means to split into two. Trunk, bifurcate, or common. Lock in your answer choices. And 28 of you got that one. Matt, we did not coordinate this at all, did we? We did not coordinate this at all. All right. So, you know, you know, uh, I think we're doing it in neuroanatomy. You do like the, uh, the cranial nerve testing. Mm-hmm. Tongue depressor, you know, you say, ah, you see if uh, if the, the uvula deviates to one side, that's one of the tests. I've actually got a bifurcated uvula. So I freaked out my neuroanatomy professor 
because I was like, I knew about, obviously it's my uvula and I had her come over and do it. And she, uh, kind of turned white and she's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but your uvula is kind of messed up. And I'm like, uh, it's been my uvula for several years. I'm well aware of having a bifurcated uvula. So it looks almost like a snake's tongue. It's very creepy. Well, you know, and that brings up a very good point. I don't think anyone's made it out of PT school without finding some sort of weird abnormality about themselves. Yeah, my roommate didn't have the palmaris longus. There's always that. That's, I don't know, 15, 20% of, of people don't have that muscle. It's something that I think is closer to 30%, but, you know, it's, it's a, definitely a minority population. All right. I, I was trying to go on tour as a circus performer with my bifurcated uvula. Not much of a market for that type of presentation. Let's see what uh, 28 of you getting bifurcate has done to the leaderboard. And as we shuffle up the points, looks like UD Cam had the fastest response. Samantha Wilson, fella at Magical Rhino, wrapping out, uh, or excuse me, rounding out our top four. Very consistent performers tonight. I'm saying, well, I feel like last time we had a lot of shuffling. This one, it's, it's the same group of six or seven. People paying attention. Fast fingers as well. All right, let's see what we got next on Clash of the Craniums. All right, a patient suffers an avulsion fracture of the ulnar tuberosity, which of the following muscles has been avulsed. Is it brachioradialis, biceps brachii, or brachialis? Think about this, avulsion fracture, ulnar tuberosity, right? What's going to insert there? Which of the following has been avulsed? Lock in your answer choices. 29 of you going all in on brachialis. And correct. All right, walk us through this one, man. So kind of gave the answer in a previous question as well with this one. Remember, brachialis is going to attach into the ulnar tuberosity. So again, when you see these types of questions, even though this is an application level question, the question's essentially asking you, where does brachialis or the other muscles attach? So if you know your attachments, you're going to be able to solve avulsion fracture questions or fracture questions very easily. Love it. All right, let's take a look at the leaderboard. As I'm getting word that producer Juliet has no palmaris longus on her right side, just the right side. Whoa, really? Yeah. That's rare. So you're right. You're seeing how people just definitely have the, you always find out something weird. Samantha Wilson, fella, Kaylee and Donald Allen uh, from one to five in our top five. Right side, no Palmaris Longus. All right, we'll see what we have next here on Clash of the Craniums. In our second half so far, tight scoring too. If you look at that grouping, very, very close. All right, the anterior interosseous nerve is a branch of which nerve? Anterior interosseous nerve. Branch of which nerve? Radial, ulnar, median. Which is the anterior osseous nerve? A branch of which nerve? Lock in your answer choices. And what do we have here? Time is up. 23 of you going median and 23 of you are correct. Walk us through the, uh, the nerves and why this one makes sense. Make it make sense, man. Absolutely. So median nerve is going to innervate the anterior compartment of my forearm, right? So that should give you a huge hint in that the branch off the median nerve is going to be the anterior interosseous nerve. The posterior interosseous nerve is going to be a branch off the radial nerve, right? And that's going to be in the posterior compartment of my forearm. So that's going to hit all of my extensors. My median nerve and anterior interosseous nerve are going to hit all of my forearm flexors. 
All right, let's take a, a, a shake-up of the, uh, the leaderboard now and see what this does. All right, looking at how we shake things up. Again, tight grouping, 17,000, 16,000, 15, 15, 14. And ladies and gentlemen... Does that mean Samantha's the winner? I'm guessing it Samantha's does. Samantha's the winner. We've got confetti. We've got Samantha with the uh, the koala logo. I, of course, just like when I'm taking real tests when I was in PT school, I don't count the questions. We're not paying attention. No. Um, but congratulations. Well, that was a very tight grouping. 17,252 being the uh, the uh, the winner, but 16, 15, 15, 15. Very close. Uh, what's the midterm on? You were talking about a midterm with your students coming up. So, so the midterm is covering brachial plexus, axilla. It's covering the upper arm and covering the elbow and forearm, plus cumulative content because all of our exams are cumulative in this program. All right, perfect. All right, well, hey, here's the deal. Uh, in the comments, let us know if you had a good time. Uh, always congratulate uh, your winners if you uh, are in the same program as them. If you liked what was going on, share it with a colleague. Uh, you know, share it on the socials. Give us some feedback of what you'd like to see in future. I mean, obviously tonight there was a theme, uh, axilla, upper arm, lower arm. Uh, let us know what things are, are irking you. And we'll kind of, we're going to plan on doing this once a month and just kind of working it into uh, to our year. I have fun doing this, Matt, this was your, this was your crazy idea. I know you're having fun doing this. So if you guys are having fun interacting, let us know how we can make this better. And, uh, and we'll be back again next month. What do you think? You want, do, do you know what we want to do next month in terms of a, uh, a theme? So next month, I'm going to split it up because I'm thinking we're going to do half wrist and hand and half neck. So so study up on things like your neck triangles. Study up on things like your extensor hood mechanism, your thanar eminences and hypothenar eminences and all those little things that keep PT students awake at night. All right. And maybe we'll see if we can work in uh, Daniel's suggestion as well. Maybe we can do a first half and a second half winner to make it more uh, more interesting. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for hanging out for 40 minutes with us and playing a little Clash of the Craniums. We'll see you guys back again uh, next month to make sure you don't miss it, to make sure you get notifications. Subscribe to the uh, to the YouTube channel that you're watching this on right now. Thanks, guys.